0: Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is your girl, Mitzi, and this is Mitzi, let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about menopause. Let's be honest, this is a very big, big, big taboo for women. It has always been since the day that you get your period, you are bound to experience menopause, and there's a big taboo about this. So luckily for me, I have a special guest here, Tracy thank you so much for joining me on my show so that we can really talk about this and bring some light into this dark, dark image that we have about menopause. Am I right?
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Definitely. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So I guess to have the biggest um question is, what was menopause like for you when you first started? What was your feelings when you were like, oh, this is happening?
1: So My menopause journey started just after lockdown. So I got a bit confused because I thought that all the stress, all the anxiety that I was having was because of the pandemic. It turned out not to be. So I did, like most women do, ignored all those symptoms until I started having more physical symptoms. So, changes in the in your in my menstrual cycle that became quite severe and quite debilitating for me. So I had quite extreme um symptoms by the time I eventually thought, maybe this is menopause. So I was having um my menstrual cycle became incredibly heavy, incredibly painful, so much so that I would be literally shaking and crying because I was in that much pain. And I thought, well, maybe all this anxiety has led up to this. And I hadn't clicked because I was a little bit older than we normally expect women to go through the menopause, start the menopause transition. Uh The average age to go through or begin the menopausal transition is 52. So it's a little bit older than we think normally. And I was 55. So I thought I'd swerved everything. I thought I'd missed it all. I'd come out the other side. And I was yay. (laughs) No. (laughs) Turns out that my symptoms were on the extreme side of things. And by the time I actually started talking to professionals, medical professionals about it, they were also like, one, you should be out the other side. Even my gynecologist said, oh, you should be out the other side by now. And two, why are you getting such extreme symptoms? Which was, and I was like, well, this is a bit of a disconnect here, I'm female. So surely the gynaecologist should understand that the actual spectrum and the actual amount of time that you can go through menopause is quite long. So, and that's another misconception we get that like you start this menopausal transition So the bit that we go through with all the hormones going all over the place and that cause the big symptoms, that's your perimenopause. Okay. So we then, that can last, we don't know how long, we're all individual. So it can be for some, a couple of months, it can be for others, years. I mean, it's been documented up to 10 years. I'm on, I'm, 58 this year and I am still getting symptoms so it can go on for a long long time in fact this morning I've had a a migraine that I haven't had for ages and that's been one of that was one of my big symptoms and I haven't had one for about six months so I'm like this is a bit wrong (laughs) so (laughs) and that is the thing these hormones can throw these curveballs at us when we're least expecting it and that i think is part of the problem with dealing with it yeah which is yeah yeah, and we i mean we're women we like to nurture people we like to look after people but the one person we always forget about is ourselves and we put ourselves to the side and we put on our little capes and we carry on and pick everybody else up around us and we think oh i'll get over it i'll be gone in a minute. and sometimes it isn't and I think that is where we have a lot of disconnects with going through this menopausal journey and it is a journey because once you've gone through this menopausal transition you're in post-menopause and that's when you can get other symptoms like your osteoporosis there's increase in um, your heart condition all those sort of things that we forget about and it's still part of the menopause journey so yeah this is part this is what a lot of the struggle is and I think that women are often in denial we don't want this we don't want to go through this we really don't expect it and it's never going to happen to me type of thing
0: yeah we rather live in denial than actually embrace it and and try to go with the flow instead of just resisting because with everything that you just said it does sound like it's a journey and it sounds like yeah you're never really going to know what to expect but it's a dreadful journey because so many things happened your our body sounds like it just it's breaking down and it's and it's not like that you know it may sound like that but in reality I know it's not like that and I'm kind of surprised to hear that you are in your 50s and closer to now 60s now because you don't look it you know what (laughs) I mean you look really well you know what I mean so I thought you were like maybe 45 and you just experienced it sooner but no you're over here already in your 50s and and still embracing the waves that come with menopause Mm -hmm. and that's that's good to hear because You know, not a lot of people, they know how to embrace it as it comes or they know how to recognize it. They just like you said, we push it away. We deny it. We we try to make up excuses like, oh, I stayed up too late. I had too much caffeine. You know, in reality, if we recognize it for what it is, then we'll realize like, you know what? I had enough caffeine. I'm good. You know, I, I'm not stressed out. It's like, we make these excuses because we're so comfortable in those excuses, you know? So was it hard for you to try to like, be like, Tracy, it's menopause. It's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. And it was also that I was thinking like, well, there's something desperately wrong with me that I can't get up in the morning and get myself dressed without having all these symptoms come on me. And it did get like that. It was only until I'd had a really severe episode that I'd had to call my doctor to say, hey, what actually is going on here? That I started opening up to friends. And that started, we'd never had these conversations before. And it was like it was it was like this epiphany type of thing where these <laughs> my my girlfriends are like, "Oh, I've had some of that as well, but we don't talk about it, yeah, and that's pop we think we can go through this on our own, and we think that you know it's it's the embarrassment side of things like why oh, I'm losing control, I'm losing touch, and like nobody else is going through this. but you know, of the population are female, so at some point it's going to happen, be it naturally or be it an induced, depending on if you've had illnesses or surgery. So it's going to happen at some point. So I think we need to talk about it a lot more and not be so embarrassed about it. And that's I think that's another thing with women, women things, are embarrassing aren't they we had we've had them since we were teenagers when we went through puberty and that was embarrassing as well and then you've those of us that have had um children you've had the the baby brain all that sort of thing but it's always an embarrassment side and it really shouldn't be an embarrassment because or a weakness it shouldn't be judged as a weakness it's a transition it's just natural we're all going to go through it and we all need to figure out ways that we can deal with it and support each other through this transformation
0: yes yes I love how you explained it in that in that aspect and it's true we do go through these these changes and through these stages as women and it does it starts with the embarrassment when you start growing up and going through puberty and then developing your features and then changing along the way and becoming more of a woman and then you have children and then yes that's a hot mess in itself it's a roller coaster that it's oh my goodness and then I, that I just finished um getting off of and I don't want to get back on <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess my next stop is going to be through menopause and one of the things that I hate to hear is that once you go through menopause you're considered to be less of a woman what is your statement and what is your opinion on that because it bothers me to hear that from other women or from men that they have they feel the audacity to say that to women that are going through this what what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah I think this is incredibly societal of us like you know you can't have babies anymore so therefore you're not and that seems to be a a, quite a western way of thinking as well because there are societies around the world where as you become an older female you become vilified you become the go-to person you know but in the western society it seems to be looked at as a weakness And I think that, I think it can be looked at as a reawakening, because we, you know, societal bits, you get to a certain age, and you can't have your hair a certain way, you can't wear certain clothes. And it's a conformity, isn't it? And I think we don't need to conform, we can still be as we want Uh. to be, just because we've reached a certain age. There are I admit, as you become older and as those hormones play up, you can have some limitations, but once you know what those limitations are, you can
0: still deal with them and you can still be yourself. Oh, I agree. Sorry if I'm looking away. I'm looking at the cameras for my for my sons. (laughs) One's sleeping. I have one camera for sleeping and the other camera for my other son in the living room. So they're just I'm just tag teaming. (laughs) But I hear what you're saying. I think that's true. It is more of a Western um viewpoint because our society norms are kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I can honestly say it's it's an unrealistic standard that that's why I love speaking with other people outside of the United States, because you guys are able to bring in a type of viewpoint that we need to remember. You know what I mean? We have to remember that our societies and how we view women or men or children or whatever the case may be, that it's not, it's not always correct. Because as you get older you know like the old saying says you get wiser you get matured you you really learn what is worth your time your energy your your stress your frustration you know what I mean and you realize that sometimes things just go with time things will be resolved with time and I think that's what we really need to hear for the especially the younger generations who are going to end up going to that point and they're going to no longer have babies and their next milestone is for menopause and the fact that you're sharing your experience and you're letting other women know that it's okay to embrace it it's okay that it's happening it's normal it's normal as if you breathe air and look through your eyeballs it is normal (laughs) and I think And I think one of my biggest questions is like I know you said that you were talking with your girlfriends but what really made you like you know what somebody else outside of my community or my my circle also needs to think outside of the box you know what I mean when did you realize like it was time for you to share this voice of yours
1: I think because it's something that apart from my close knit friends I'd not discussed it with anyone at all it's a a taboo thing to talk about you don't want to discuss it and you don't see policies or strategies put in place to help support menopausal women at all I mean the first thing that a lot when you go to in especially in the UK, a lot of women that go through the brain fog side, the anxiety side, they go to a doctor and they prescribe things like antidepressants, which is, it's nothing to do, it's your hormones that are all over the place. And that type of thing needs to be addressed before anything else. So I think a lot of it as well is looking at it from my point of view, how it's been managed, how we discuss it in general terms. And as I've already mentioned, the embarrassment side of it, it is because we don't bring it out into the open. I mean, we quite I mean, even like when we go through the baby side of things, there are a lot of times where if you're working somewhere, you don't want to discuss with your employers that you're pregnant, because something's inevitably going to happen. Yeah. So it can be the same with menopause as well because a lot of women during menopause find that they can't keep operating at the level they did previously and they have to change career paths yeah and there needs to be more in place to support women so that they can stay within the same employment roles as well
0: yes yes that's that ha-
1: quite a big one
0: yeah yeah it is i actually heard that on the news a couple of months ago where they are actually trying to implement um, like a mental health day or week or whatever that the woman may need when they're going through menopause. As long as they are open with the employer that they this is what they're they're going through, then they're willing to give them those days because they realize that losing a, a a hard worker over just a transition that they're going through naturally is not worth it. And when they would if. She were to leave, then they would have to have to hire and and train and deal with the mistakes all over again. Versus just keeping that person there and just modifying their structure and their rules for it for that. Because I think if more companies do that, then women can still feel worthy and useful as they do doing anything else that they put their minds to and I love the fact that you are sharing this and allowing women to realize like you know what it's okay you know because that's the whole point you know we just want to let women know it's okay it's going to happen if it hasn't happened and if you're going through it well there's a little secret of women are going through it <laughs> you know yes. it's a it's lot, lot of women are going through it. <laughs> i know not me yet but my mom is going through it and one of the things that she said before i actually scheduled this interview because she was kind of happy that i was going to talk about this and bring another woman's perspective on on my show about this is that she said that one of the misconceptions that a lot of people have is that you lose your sex drive when in reality you don't always lose your sex drive What is your opinion on that?
1: Yeah, that's uh, there are issues around the sex, like the libido can alter, but you can have support to bring the libido back, and also things like vaginal atrophy, which can make it a little bit uncomfortable. But there are things that you can use for that as well. There are um, different um, proprieties that you can use to help alleviate that. So there are some issues around the sex or not being able to have sex, it can become more painful. But these are things that As women, we should be used to because they can happen at times throughout our lives, depending on our hormone levels anyway, because some women have had this issue all their lives. Some women have it at different times within their cycles. So it is something that we are quite used to as women. But it is something that can be addressed as we go through the menopausal transition and I've had within my um, own group I've had women that say it's gone the other way yeah so rather than losing their sex drive they've got more become more interested in sex as they progress through and some of the other symptoms seem to fall away They've become more interested in their sex lives again. So it's like we said before, this transformation is totally unique and individual to you. But it's knowing that one, it's going to happen, and two, it's those hormones that are causing this. So, and there are things that you can do about it, there are strategies you can put in place. So, yeah, it is. And talking about it because. Until you talk to other women about what they're going through, you don't actually appreciate and realize that your symptoms are going to be similar, that your symptoms are going to be more diverse, less diverse. And until we start doing that, those conversations, it's difficult for us to realize that, oh, I'm not on my own. I'm not the only freak out there that's going through menopause because no, If that's the case, we're all freaks together going through menopause.
0: There you go. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much, Tracy. This has really been an awesome conversation and awesome time with you. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come in on my show and share this perspective to really shine a light because now after talking with you, I really do have a better understanding about menopause and what to embrace you know choose a better word to embrace when it's my time to cross that road and I think other women need to also embrace it too and I know you already gave us some great great advice but to wrap up the show what would be some lasting words that you can leave uh, my audience off with
1: I think the first thing is that you need to talk to people so that you've got a support network around you because then you start realising that you're not on your own, that you're not the only one going through it. And I think that is a big one because with menopause comes all the anxiety and all you do isolate yourself. So keeping a support network around you, I think, is the most important thing because then you realise that you're not the only freak that's out there going through menopause. You're all freaks together. So that can be so enlightening and so supportive. I think that's the main thing that you need to look for when you start on this journey.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Thank you for that advice. And if anybody wants to know more or just reach out for more questions, I have Tracy's lovely photo on my website. You can just just click right under it. You can even get her a cup of coffee. It's so nice and so easy. Just ask her any uh, more questions that you may be having because maybe you have already isolated yourself, you know, and maybe you lost track of your doctors because, you know, time has passed and now you don't even know where to begin. You know, it doesn't matter if she's in the UK or United States, Australia, wherever that anybody could be. It's the fact of just reaching out and not feeling alone through this. You know what I mean? And if Tracy could be that outlet and make you not feel alone, then hey, a simple hello, right? Just say, hey, I heard you on Mitzi. Let's think about it. And I just want to say thank you. Or I just want to say hello, whatever you got to say, reach out to her. You know, we don't have to live our lives alone. And I think that's the biggest thing that I want people to remember is that you know we need to be a community you know no matter how far the distance is it's a community knowing that we are going through it together because life happens together you know so always 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 keep thinking y'all be safe out there